It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles, if you would, and turn to Second Kings in chapter 2. Second Kings in chapter 2. Um, we'll begin reading in verse 1, and we'll read uh, a little, about 14 verses here. Kind of get familiar with the story where we're at. And we're looking at the life of Elisha um, this week. And uh, the, the phrase that I want to key in on is in, found in verse 14. It, it's, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And I want you to be thinking about this question if you can. Um, This is kind of what spurred this whole thought. Um, That that phrase, where is the Lord God of Elijah? I want to ask you this question. Where is God in your life? Where is God in your life? Let's go ahead and begin reading 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 1. The Bible says, And it came to pass, when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee, here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters that they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee, before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not... It shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, 
that behold there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven and Elisha saw it and he cried my father my father the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof and he saw him no more and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he, had also, and when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither. And Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him, and bowed themselves to the ground before him. I'm sure most of you, if you've been in church any length of time, you're very familiar with this story. Um, or I, I should say, I'm trying to get away from saying story it is a historical account. These things did happen, and we must never forget that. The world today really tries to treat this as just a big storybook. So please forgive me if I say that I have been trying to break that habit for weeks now, and I still can't seem to get it broke. Um, but in, in this account, we see Elisha, the servant of the man of God, coming to a place where the mantle is passed on to him, where the ministry has now been handed to him, he now will be God's man. But I see his concern. I see some things about, about his desires. And I see that he realized that it was absolutely critical to have the power of the same God that Elijah served. Now, obviously, we know that they serve the same God, but he knew that he needed God's help just as much as Elijah did. If I could apply this to our day today, I look and we, we, we hear the stories from days gone by, different preachers, older men of God, the stories that they tell, the power of God that they they have different stories and meetings and, and, and things to share, life experiences where God really moved and worked. But we're coming to a place where as the younger generation gets older, we begin to fill in that gap. And I know weeks ago, uh, the message passed the baton was put on air as well. So my thoughts have been somewhat in this direction for a while now. But I see a, a man of God step into the shoes of, the, of Elijah. Only he was prepared to take that. He had God in his life so that when it came time for him to carry out the work of God, he was ready for it. My question to us is this, where is God 
in our lives. I want to take you back to the very beginning, the first time we see Elisha, and we're just going to try to pick out some things that I think we can apply to our lives. Now, some of this, I guess you could say I've written it in the negatives. The things I see that, that maybe hinder us from seeing God in our lives like those in past years have and and past ministries and past ages even. I'll just give you kind of the list of what I what I, what I've got so you'll know kind of the direction that we're heading. Number one, I see a, a lack of qualification. I see sometimes there's a lack of preparation. I see in some there's a lack of commitment. In some I see there's a lack of desire. In others, there's a lack of relationship with God. And then some of us, we lack faith. I want to deal with each of these. It's really just a very simple message, but maybe I hope it'll be a help to you. If you will take your Bibles and go back to 1 Kings in chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. This is where we first see Elisha mentioned. And we find that this is right after the, um, Elijah has been on Mount Horeb and he has destroyed all the prophets of Baal. But then he goes and hightails it from Jezebel because she threatens to kill him. We find Elijah's long journey up to, to Mount Horeb. And then there, God begins to talk to him and give him some direction for where he needs to go. And it's in this direction we find the first mention. Let's go ahead and, and look in verse number 15. We're kind of jumping in the middle of a story here, but the Bible says, And the Lord said unto him, Go return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, or Nimshi, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel-Meholah, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. And it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Hazel shall Jehu slay. And him that escapeth from the sword of Jehu Shall Elisha slay? Yet have I left me seven thousand in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. So he departed thence, and found Elisha the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelve. And Elisha passed by him, and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and bowled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people that and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. This is the only place we see Elisha 
before 2 Kings chapter 2. Throughout, there's about a period of, we'll say, seven, eight years, something like that, that Elisha serves Elijah, but he's never really mentioned. We'll, we'll, we'll bring that up here in a little bit. One thing I want you to notice, God is not... God's looking for men to fill in the gap. We preached that at the beginning of the year, I believe. Where, where is the godly man? And, and I know I've referenced that verse many times, how God God's looking for men to fill in the gap. I find here in a very bad time in Israel, under a very wicked king, there's only 7,000 out of the entire nation of Israel that... God said, had not bowed to Baal. That's not really a very significant number when you compare that to how many there were in Israel. But I see that God was still calling, even in the most wicked of times. We look around today and some, some people ask the question, what, where, where are the men, the young people that God is calling into the service? Where are young missionaries? Why is it that we don't see many being called of God? My dad says this all the time, and uh, I agree with it. It's not that God's not calling, it's that men are not responding. We find here Elisha is given a call from God through Elijah. But we find, and I see this in, in this verse where Elijah tells him, go back again, for what have I done to thee? God's not going to force his call on any man. That man has to be willing and that man has to be surrendered. We'll deal with that a little bit tomorrow if the Lord will help us. But don't forget, God is calling. Some of us just need to be listening. My... my what I'm trying to get at this week is where is God in our lives? Is there something in us hindering the work maybe that God would want to do through us? If there is, we ought to get it right. We're running out of time and there are a lot of souls to be reached before it is too late. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to the book broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.